and welcome back to the Dress Up Podcast. Happy 2024 to everyone. This is Shalon and we are excited for the new things that we are bringing this season. Starting with a conversation with Ebony London. She is an artist in Sacramento, California, and she has some life lessons and inspiration that she wants to share with all of you. So sit back and enjoy. We have with us Ebony London. She was born in Detroit, Michigan. She's an 80s baby. So shout out to all the 80s babies who are listening. She is a mentored and self-taught artist currently living in Sacramento, California. Her first solo exhibition, Colorful, was in 2017. Ebony London is known for her painted statuesque figures. Her figures display pride and confidence in their posture. Their hairstyles are unapologetically unruly. Their garments are sophisticated and brilliant in color, undemanding, clean, and rich, solid backgrounds frame each figure, expressing that is who you are, not where you are, that matters. Welcome, Miss Ebony London. (laughs) Thank you so much. What a wonderful introduction. I'm so happy that I get to talk to my friend because there is a movie. It's one of my favorite movies, Brown Sugar. Mm, yes. And I have always wanted to say this line from Brown Sugar. So I'm going to do this with you today. I'm listening. When did you first fall in love with art? <laughs> that is an excellent <laughs> question. Oh, let me think. You know, I think I was born in love with art. I think um, I've fallen back in love with art many times, but I think I was born in love with art because I've always, from the time I was a child, have doodled. I've always had my imagination running wild. I've always seen things that weren't there um, in regards to potential in everything that I look at. So I, I think I fell in love with art soon after I came out my mama's womb. But I, I think that we're all um, creative beings and I don't think there's anything else for us to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it makes sense for me to come out in love with art. Um, I fell back in love with art. I, I think sometimes life gets busy, especially if you have kids and yeah. you stop doing what you love because you have other responsibilities. And my daughter, who is now 26, when she um, was born, I remember my mom came to my apartment. She was probably about six months old. And she looked around and my daughter's toys were everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And she said, this doesn't look like Ebony's apartment. This looks like Taylon's apartment. It, there's no nothing here that says Ebony London lives here. And I said, wow, I must be losing my identity in only six months into being a mom. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I lost that identity probably from six months until she was about 12 or 13 mm-hmm. when she stopped needing me so much. And I could focus on me again. And when she turned about 12 or 13, that's when I bought my easel. I, I bought an easel for the first time in you know 13 years and I started painting again. 
Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I came out the womb creative and loving art. Then I got busy with life and then I turned back. So, yeah. Interesting. Thank you for sharing that story. Thank you. Now, it's one thing we have in common. Well, there's a couple of things. But one thing for sure we have in common is we were both born in Detroit. Yes. Go Lions. Go Lions. <laughs> so being born in Detroit and now living in Sacramento, mm -hmm. how has your journey across these cities influenced your art and the story that your art tells? That's an excellent question as well. Um, I'm a military brat, a military kid. So I was definitely born in Detroit, Michigan, but we lived everywhere, including Germany, mm -hmm. um, Washington, oh gosh, Colorado, just many places. Um, and everything and everyone has influenced my art. Um, style, the one thing I loved about Detroit is the hairstyles. When I was growing up, um, in the early 90s, in the 90s hairstyles were crazy, especially the black hairstyles mm -hmm. were insane. They were so creative. Mm -hmm. I remember the pineapple, the waterfall, like it was beautiful. And I, I took that style, that fearlessness that we have with our style, and that totally can be seen in my art. Um, I, I use, for example, feathers as hair. Instead of like actual hair, I use feathers. Mm -hmm. um, and that is definitely, you know, I contribute that to the hairstyles from back in the day. Um, and the fashion, I, I love fashion. Like I, myself, I'm an artist, so I really just stay in paint stained clothes all day. <laughs> but when I do get dressed, I do get dressed. Okay. <laughs> so I always say I live vicariously through the fashion of my figures. Mm -hmm. um, I love styling. I love fashion. I love dressing bodies. Um, and I love being able to paint because I can imagine and do anything I want. I don't actually have to have fabric in front of me. I'm creating the fabric. So people in regards to body shapes, because all my artwork are figures. I don't really do scenery, things like that. I do figures. Mm -hmm. um, and from everyone I contribute to different the excuse me the different body figures that I use I I try to use different body figures whether it's um what's the word I'm looking for in shape or out of shape I I want my art to complement anybody's shape and I want mm. people to see themselves in it I I love mm. hips I love you know butts I love all that <laughs> so mm -hmm. I definitely put that in my art I love um, creating figures that have bigger breasts or smaller breasts. I love it all. And again, my journey across the world has contributed to that. So, yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I can see that. Um, even how the hairstyles are unapologetically unruly. I said, if that's not my hair, my <laughs> hair is unapologetically unruly. Yes. Um, it has it has really gotten to the point where it is just disrespectful. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> unapologetically unruly is a way that I can describe my hair as well. I don't know what happened during COVID, but my hair just was like, I'm not doing nothing you wanted to do anymore. <laughs> it, it just stopped. And I started to fight back. You know what I mean? I really was like, okay, I'm going to take care of it. I'm going mm -hmm. like, to 
really nightly I'm going to do something to maintain my hair. And then something told me why. Like the hair is the one thing that really don't need control. It really could do mm. what it wants to do if you let it. And if you let it, it becomes healthy again. So yeah, right now my hair is unruly too, and I'm loving it. Now, yeah. Ebony, another thing that your art is known for is its vibrant colors yeah. and confident figures. So can you share the story behind your first solo exhibition in 2017? Yeah. Colorful, right? And what inspired that collection? And any thoughts on when the next one may be? Oh, I appreciate you asking. And I do remember you being in attendance. I got pictures to prove it. Of but, course. <laughs> uh, you know, I was really, you know, artists were very sensitive about our art, mm -hmm. maybe too sensitive. And I was introduced to this artist named Jerry Simpson. Mm -hmm. And Jerry Simpson, he was like, let's me bring me your portfolio. This was when I first started. And his artwork is insane. It's just beautiful. It's vibrant. It's colorful. Mm -hmm. And so I brought him my portfolio. We're at um, this little diner. And he opens it up. And he looks at it. And he turns the page. And the first thing he says is, you fear color. Mm. And I was instantly insulted. I, I couldn't believe he said that. Now, I also thought, you know, if you're comparing my art to your art, of course I fear color. You got so many colors in here. But anyway, long story short, he said, I fear color. And I was mad for about three days. And over those three days, I kept looking at my art thinking, he does not know what he's talking about. Now, this is a well-respected artist. <laughs> but I just was so sure he didn't know what he was talking about. Um, so for three days, I was just hearing his, his comment and after the third day, I looked at the, you know, one of my pieces and was like, maybe I do fear color. So anyway, long story short, I started to um, paint. So what I showed him was a figure, my regular figures, but it had a white background. All my paintings had a white background. And I loved that look. I thought it was clean and very sleek. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Um, mm -hmm. And when he saw first, he said, I fear color. So what I decided to do on the third day was paint this colorful background before I put my figure on it. And I posted the background on Facebook. And I was very proud of it. Mm -hmm. um, it was full of pinks and blues and blacks, just heavy with color. And again, this was prior to me even putting a figure on it. So I posted on Facebook and he is the first one to comment. And he says, mm, so don't lose your figure in your busy background. And I said, are you saying that I'm too colorful now? At first I fear <laughs> color, and now mm -hmm. I'm just too much color. I was like, mm -hmm. I can't deal with him. But the first, what, what I've learned is he was absolutely right. Mm. And there's a balance to it. There's a, there's a, a beauty to being fearless with color that I didn't know about. So I don't add much color to my background. All my backgrounds are a solid color, but the color is so rich. It's so heavy. Mm -hmm. It's so it's so thick. Um, so in that, in that way, I, I stopped my fear of color. Not only did I stop my fear of color, I could no longer um, paint on small canvases. Like my canvases have to be five feet now. Wow. Minimum. 
So he really insulted me, but that insult took me to the next level. Sometimes we don't move until we're offended. Mm -hmm. And some bold people that get to offend you. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that because I'm a, I'm an offensive person, not offensive. That's not right. I I don't mind offending someone if I know it will take them to the next level. And mm-hmm. Jerry Simmons taught me that, especially when it comes to art. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I colorful was a, a beautiful exhibit, my very first, um, and it was a good exhibit. And it showed my growth and my fearlessness with color. Everything was colorful, and mm-hmm. I have um, I've been painting over the last several years preparing for the next exhibit, which I have no idea when it will be, but it is prepared for. Um, okay. And it's, it's going to show growth, even more color, even more um, consistency in regards to my figures and what I want them to portray. Well, I do remember being there. I remember being honored Aww. to be there. And it was also beautiful, the tribute that you gave to your mentor, the person you were just talking about. Funny how it started off and you were offended. And fast forward 2017, you are doing this beautiful tribute to him. And he has inspired you and and motivated you and helped you along the way. That's that's a beautiful story. Thank you so much. And he he definitely has. um, After he offended me, I spent a whole year every Thursday at his gallery studio. And mm-hmm. I just watched him. I, I watched him paint. I watched him sew. I watched him interact with his customers. I watched him sell paintings. I watched him do everything for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And in that year, I learned so much about him. And that is how I wrote the book about him. I took all these little areas of his and just created this big book. Um, and I gave it to him at the colorful exhibit, thanking mm-hmm. him for offending me. Thank him for being so bold and getting the fear out of me. I, I didn't realize how fearful I was because I cared what people thought. Mm-hmm. You know, my art to be accepting. But that's that's not that's not the art I was meant to make at all. <laughs> at all. You said that you didn't let the fact that he offended you, that didn't stop you. See, a lot of people, they, they get stopped, they get triggered, they, they get caught up in their feelings. Oh, that person offended me, that person disrespected me. But you were able to look past your own feelings and say, okay. but this is someone I respect. This is someone that knows what they're talking about. Maybe I should consider it. I... I've learned and I have applied that to many areas of my life. Um, I, you know, I'm not a better artist than anyone else, but I am very consistent. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I will paint regardless of how I feel. If I mm-hmm. feel good, I'm painting. If I feel bad, I'm painting. If I'm broke, I'm painting. If I got some money, I'm painting. Mm-hmm. I'm not stop painting. And that consistency is a really what Jerry taught me. Jerry always said, you know, your painting's nice, but what's next? He he didn't understand why an artist would make a good painting and then sit on it and don't do nothing <laughs> next. Like I haven't made my best painting yet. You mm. know what I mean? Um, so I, I appreciate Jerry Simpson so much. And it is very important to continue regardless of how you feel. Feelings will get you stalled in life forever. Yes. yes. It'll just put you at a halt and 
that is sad. So I have to ask your opinion. Uh -huh. How do you think art plays a role in uplifting communities? That's what we're about here at the Dress Up Podcast is to uplift yes. the community, uplift people. So how does art play a role in uplifting communities? And how do you hope that your work can contribute to making a positive impact? Well, I first I want to say about Dress Up Heart, when I first met you, I remember we went somewhere downtown and you had on this fabulous black jumper. It was a one piece, mm. we were, you know, going out. And, it, and I said to myself, this woman can dress. That's, that's the first thing I about dress, like she can dress. So I just think it's so appropriate <laughs> that, you have, you. that you have this organization and you are helping dress people. Mm. You're, you're, you are the perfect person for this organization. So kudos to you. Um, I think art is a healing tool. Mm. And I think that was seen more than ever during COVID. Just imagine having that isolation period and you had no television, you had no mm -hmm. actors, you had no books to read, you had no writers, you had no art to look at, you had no painters, you know, you had no music, you had no dancing. Um, art heals, it's, it's so necessary. And I think people are realizing that. And I believe that is why community states are putting monies into art now. Mm -hmm. Why why murals are going up everywhere mm -hmm. to decorate every corner. That wasn't like that before. Um, it was considered graffiti if there was something on a, a blank wall, regardless mm -hmm. if it was beautiful or not. Um, so art is a healing tool for communities. My mom told me many years ago, she goes, I'm so glad you got art because I don't really know what you would be doing if you didn't. And that made me mm -hmm. realize there was something in me that maybe it was anger or something, I don't know, that I needed to release. I needed to express somehow. Mm -hmm. um, and art allows you to do that. Art is a healing tool. Most therapists use it. Yeah. They, they get assignments, you know, to their patients to use it. Mm -hmm. um, and in regards to my art and the community, I, I'm, I've been very blessed here in Sacramento. I, I can't stand how much I've been blessed here in Sacramento. Thank you, Sacramento. Um, I, I, so I have ear art and ear art are my hand painted earrings. Mm -hmm. And I call those my little, um, my little ideas, my little energies, my creative energies. And I've, I've done thousands of pairs of ear art. So there's little creative energies that I've sent out that people are wearing on their ears. And I get a lot of messages in regards to, oh, Ebony, I seen someone with your ear art on. And, and you know, I had mine on, so we bonded. You know, they bonded mm -hmm. just with some ear art. And that blows my mind. Mm -hmm. I, I have a couple of women contact me saying, Oh, I met this guy, and the first thing he did was compliment my ear art. Let me get another pair. Okay. <laughs> because that's what art does. Even something as little as a three-inch canvas hanging from your ears, it attracts 
that's exactly what it does. It attracts people, gets people talking. It gets, it gets um, conversations going. It, yeah. it creates connections and intimacies. And that's a healing. You know, a, there's a lot of isolated people. Mm-hmm. And art brings them together in some way, shape, or form. Your figures, they often express a sense of pride. Usually their heads are up, their posture is confident. How do you see the connection between art and empowerment, especially the figures that you portray? Um, empowerment is such a, a powerful word. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like an artist, I feel like as an artist, it's my duty to to share confidence, to share um, empowerment, to share pride, and I, I I'm very particular. Even if I don't make it, I'm very particular about the art that I want to have in my home, because I I want to be empowered by the pieces that I pick that I didn't make. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm particular about that. Um, in regards to empowerment, my figures, you, you're right, their heads are normally held high. Um, for the, the female figures, they normally have their hands on their hip. And what that, that that's a stance um, that can mean a lot of things. That mm-hmm. can mean I'm very proud, I'm very tired, um, I'm focused. I am feeling good. I'm feeling confident about myself. It can mean so many things. And that's why I use that sense all the time mm-hmm. because I own meaning to it. But the tallness of my figures is where I feel the empowerment comes from. Because sometimes, you know, a lot of times this world will make us seem very small. Mm-hmm. It, it will make us seem like we don't matter, like what we do don't matter, what we think doesn't matter. And the statuesqueness of my figures, it's it's very exaggerated, um, but it's also very real. Like I, my my little self, I feel tall because I am doing what I love to do every day. Mm-hmm. I I feel tall because I don't have to answer to anyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that makes me taller than I am. But if you saw me, if you saw me in my paint stained clothes, looking like an artist, you wouldn't know how tall I am. Mm. So I I feel like sometimes if we cannot physically show that we're tall, you know, we could definitely paint some tall figures that show everybody what we think of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I, I was very tall and statuesque and empowered to keep on creating. Mm. Uh, and I want people to see that. I want them to look up to my figures. I don't ever want them to look down. You know what I mean? I remember when I first met you, and I won't go into the story, only if you want to, but um, you were kind of toiling with a decision that you needed to make. Hmm? And when you told me that this was something you were thinking of, I said, okay, okay, well, you'll, you'll, you know, 
it'll come together. You'll make the right decision. But when you said I'm doing it, <laughs> I said, wow. Now, this woman is brave. She has courage. And I don't even know if you knew how strong you were. But when you did that, like you said, you may not have said anything, but you showed the world how tall you were. And I appreciate, I remember us sitting on the beach and mm -hmm. you told you, you gave me three things. I believe it was three things that you hoped for, for me. Mm -hmm. I, I remember those three things and they have come to fruition. Oh. I, I um, talking about bravery and courage, I would love to talk about that because if anyone's listening to this, I want you to leave with more bravery and courage because that's the only way your life will change. Mm -hmm. It's the only way. Um, I was working at an insurance company and for the last year, I was on a final written warning because I was not producing the numbers they thought I would or should. Um, and I was an agent, I was writing policies and I just could not sell these policies. So they put me on a final written warning and every Thursday, my boss would have the meeting with the other managers and every Thursday he would come to my desk after the meeting and he would say, Ebony, you're good for another week. Ebony, you're good for another week. This happened every Thursday and I did not realize how much that was affecting me mentally. I was on pins and needles. I, I mean, they were talking about my livelihood, like it was nothing. And I was depressed, full of anxiety. So long story short, I came to work one day and um, I, I sat at my desk and I could not move. It was a Thursday, could not move. And I, I eventually got enough sense to get up and go to my car and I called my doctor and my doctor says, you know, come to the, I don't know what the unit's called, but come see this therapist, the psychiatrist. And I went mm -hmm. and um, I went and the psychiatrist that saw me said, well, I want you to know that we have a lot of patients from your company and mm -hmm. the truth is going to fire you, but they're going to get everything they can out of you. And when the therapist said that, I was like, oh my God, you're right. Because all I've been getting is threatened. Threatened. Mm -hmm. You're not performing some of threat. Now, keep in mind, I'm an artist anyway. Mm -hmm. And I, I wanted to paint anyway. But for the last year, I've been on this final written warning stress. So long story short, even because this will go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew after the doctor told me that I knew I was going to quit. I didn't know when, but I knew I was going to quit. So I started preparing for that. Mm -hmm. I started preparing everything to quit. And one day I was sitting at my desk. I was actually working at home at that time, sitting at my desk. And I remember taking this call of this lady and I was so nice to her. She was so nice to me. And I hung up with her and I said, that's my last call I will ever take. Mm -hmm. I'm artist. And so the next morning, um, I, I went to the doctor and I got two weeks off. And in that two weeks, I got everything done. I got my power of attorneys done. I got my will done. I got everything done. And two weeks later, I went into the office and I quit. And when I brought their, um, when I brought their computer 
stuff back, it was covered with paint. I was painting when I was at home working mm -hmm. and quit my job. And I opened an art studio mm -hmm. and that was back in 2016. And I have not been the same since. There's nothing that I do that is reoccurring in regards to money, but somehow every month I get enough to have my my studio paid for and all my expenses paid for. Mm -hmm. um, I think you do what you're supposed to do and you get out of the fear because it, it took a lot of courage to quit that security. It, you know, and it wasn't even secure. That's the worst part. But it took a lot of, you know, a lot of courage to get rid of that apparent security. Mm -hmm. um, and I've been blessed ever since. I, I, I don't know how, but I'm not supposed to know how. I'm just supposed to do it. Mm -hmm. I was told to just paint. And when I was given excuses to like, I can't quit because I got this, this, I got to pay for this and this, all I heard was just paint. Just whatever the question was, the answer was just paint. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've done for the last several years is just paint and it's been enough. So if your soul is dying, while you're sitting at some desk doing something that you know you are too much for. I was not supposed to be talking about insurance. I was supposed to be painting masterpieces. Mm. And that's a little Disney, but it's true. You can do it as an artist. If, if you don't, if you could be courageous enough and brave enough and smart enough, it's not, this is the hardest thing I've ever done. I, I make it look easy, but y'all don't know. <laughs> this is hard. Okay. It's hard but I, it was hard working for somebody else. Mm -hmm. it, it's always hard. Um, so if you are in a situation where your soul is dying because you know you were supposed to be doing something else, please be brave. Please be courageous. Please be calculated. Please find your exit and don't do it emotionally. Really plan it. Plan it out to a T. And a lot of people are hesitant in regards to moving from a secure job because of like benefits, like medical and dental. Mm -hmm. But if your paycheck, you could see how much they cost. And if you can make that amount of money per month with whatever you're doing with your business, you can pay for your own medical. That's that medical is what keeps a lot of people <laughs> in jobs that they don't need to be in that kill their souls. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't mm -hmm. mean to going on that but i am i want people to be brave with their life be brave with every part of your life and i it's not easy at all but you just got to find the courage and do it if you want life that you desire i'm glad you went on about it because there's not just one person there are a lot of people that do just what you said they sit at a desk every day they do the same thing over and over and over again. And as you said, it is killing their soul. Yes. So if you think it's hard to get up and do something different and try something different and step out on faith, think about how hard it is for you to wake up in the morning mm. and go to that same job and do the same thing. And you may not get the respect that you deserve. You may... You may not get the money you deserve. So think about how hard that is. It, it hurts my, because I've been there. It hurts mm -hmm. my, 
insecure people and they're mis they're just miserable. Mm -hmm. And I just do you just gotta be brave mm -hmm. to be miserable, but you gotta be brave. Good Lord. And again, this is the hardest thing I ever did, but it's always hard. Mm -hmm. It's just it is. So please be be courageous with your life. Please. There's another message in that. You said you you went to see the psychiatrist. Yeah. So a lot of people are dealing with stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff is is depression, anger, anxiety. It's so much stuff that we carry as people every day. But as you said, some of us, we're getting more stuff when we're going into work and we're doing the work for somebody else and making them look good and making them rich. But in turn, we are getting a lot of stuff that we have to deal with. And many people are not equipped to handle that stuff. So yes. the fact that you said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and talk to this person. And through that conversation, you were able to take the next step and do what you needed to do. And I, I want people to understand the power in that as well. Absolutely. I am all for getting professional help. I'm all for getting someone to simply listen to you if that's all it takes. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, um, I love that you brought this up. I, I find it interesting that the company that was paying for all my medical benefits caused me to use my medical benefits in that way. Ooh. I, I, you know, I, I would look at the computer eight hours a day and I found it very interesting that the company that was paying for my vision was causing me to need glasses. Wow. You know what I mean? I, I gave so much. We don't know how much we give for our little $20 an hour. Mm. You know, it's, it's, when I look, I, it's so funny. I was thinking the other day, because every time I talk about this, I have, there's a little part of me, I'd be like, y'all, I'm about 98% healed from that situation. Mm -hmm. And it's seven years, Sean, seven years wow. from the situation. And I'm about 98% there. And mm -hmm. I thought the day I said, I'm not supposed to heal this 2%. I, I said, I think I'm supposed to keep this 2% because I need to remember. Cool. So I won't let this happen again. Mm -hmm. I, 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 I have to remember that I let someone use my body Eight hours a day, mm -hmm. use my hands. Eight, I make people rich. Mm -hmm. I'm, sitting, I'm just sitting here, just neglecting and denying my my purpose in life. Between mm -hmm. dollars an hour, mm -hmm. and that blows my mind. That that absolutely blows my mind. And there's about two percent that I'm not gonna let go. And I I love that two percent because it keeps me going. It keeps me talking about it. Because if I was healed, maybe I wouldn't talk about it so much so other people wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't mind being 98% healed. <laughs> you know what? You're doing good. You are. If you only 98%, you are doing good. I'm doing good. And you know what the beautiful thing about it is? I, I, I didn't need this to happen, but I'm glad it did. My company, the company that I was with, mm -hmm. 
they called me about a year ago and they said, Ebony, we want to do an event. And that blew my mind. Shalon, that blew my mind. I said, absolutely. And I sent them the link to my website about the event, how much it costs and all that. And you know mm -hmm. what they said? What? They said that they couldn't afford it. Get out of here. Girl, when they said that, I was like, oh, my God. I could not believe. Get out of here. I, I couldn't believe that happened. And I, I don't know why I needed that to happen, but I needed that to happen. And I'm thankful. I'm thankful that I'm not affordable to the company that I was on a written warning for. Ooh, for a year. That's, that's the story. That it, Girl, that, that blew my mind. I'm so thankful though. I'm thankful. And again, it's hard work. This is being an artist, it's 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 not just painting. Especially if you have a brick and mortar, this is work. Mm -hmm. Um that so whatever you're supposed to be doing and you know what it is, please do it. Please do please. it. There's not there's not much time left. Um I don't care how old you are. There's not much time left. Say that one more time. Say that one more time. <laughs> I don't care how old you are. There's not much time left. Get it going. I don't know how much power you have in, in those stories. But um, when you said they, they said that it was too expensive. They couldn't afford it. See, they may not have known your worth then. But <laughs> you walking away taught them your worth. Mm -hmm. You leaving. Oh, so now you see how much I was worth. Because before I was week to week. I, oh, I get to stay. Thank you. When I, oh, that 2% girl just rolls up in me again. That 2%. And it's the truth. And you know what? Me leaving taught me my worth. Yeah. I left. Let me tell you, when I left, I had like $7,000. And you know, that's nothing in California. Right. Like $7,000. And, but when I, girl, how it happened, this is how you get, you don't have to know the how. If you're trying to figure out the how, you you think about the wrong thing. You're just supposed to be focused on what it is you want to do. I, I was pretty much handed a studio. I quit mm -hmm. my job. I said, I'm being an artist in the universe. God honored that and handed me a studio. Mm -hmm. And then handed me a better studio. Mm. Do you understand? It's, it's amazing what happens when you are courageous with your life and how it's just aligned people mm -hmm. with you that you know nothing about because your how, that the how is not the focus. I, I'm not trying to figure out anybody else's job. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. I, I don't know how. This, this is what I want and this is what I'm going to do and mm -hmm. then how will happen. Um, but yes, yes. It, it will work out if you're just courageous with your life and if you're consistent. Mm -hmm. All it is. So you got to put the work in too. Put oh, the you work in too. Mm -hmm. you plan in the end. And you, for the first couple of years as an artist, there was no profit. Girl, no. Mm -hmm. I, I had to pay the bills and that was enough. It was hard. Mm -hmm. You don't have business and you just, you make it. You have to work. You have to to figure out some issues. Mm -hmm. That's what the first couple of years is, but now I got everything how I want it until I don't. Um, and this is seven years in it though. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So, but 
please start. At least start. That's all I can say. Can you share with our listeners about your future goals and aspirations? And is there anything exciting that you're working on that our audience should keep an eye out for? Absolutely. Um, so again, like I started the conversation with right now I'm in hibernation mode, kind of just looking back over 2023 and modifying what it is I want to do in 2024 regarding my business and my services and my products. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this. This is a time that I get to be what I call my brilliant self because mm-hmm. I'm being with what I like and what I don't like and what I'm excited about and what I'm not. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ebony London Art Studio, it, you know, it is a brick and mortar. We're in Midtown Sacramento. And right now, today, actually, this whole last week, I've been painting. So in regards to new, uh, new thing, mm-hmm. um, art studio i i do events in the art studio and what i'm doing i have a, a second room and in that room i'm opening it up so i can host more participants for payments so okay. one of the big things i'm doing is increasing um the amount of paint party participants that could come to the studio which is huge that, mm-hmm. that in regards to people not having to go to a different venue than hire me to come to that venue i want to be a one-stop shop so okay there so i'm painting the room making it pretty um in regards to ear art by ebony london i am i am no longer really focusing on little ear art it's kind of like the whole jerry situation when he told me that i fear color i Mm -hmm. I fearing size i want to go bigger and bolder i I want huge ear art. So that's the direction it's going now. That's a different audience from, you know, the single layer ear art. So right. I find that audience. That's what I'm in the midst of doing. I'm, I'm trying to find the audience. So I'm working with uh, stylists. I'm working with boutiques. Um, uh-huh. My bigger and bolder ear art out there. Mm-hmm. Another thing with the studio is I'm doing a lot more corporate events. Um, in regards to um, team building. Painting events are a wonderful thing. So I'm I'm doing more bigger events um, and I I love that. That's what's coming up in 20. And for my fine art, I am just getting it out there. I am gonna have the exhibit. I've been saying this for many years. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's gonna be fabulous, but it's still in the process. I, I'm not in a rush to do anything. Okay. Um, I have this exhibit. You know what's going to happen next? Another exhibit. Because that, that's mm-hmm. all. I'm going to do this exhibit. And it's going to be beautiful. Then I'm going to do another one. Um, so I'm just, I'm just going through things and and finding out what makes me happy and excited for this 2024 year. Because I'm a different mm-hmm. person. I want to travel more this year. So I have to. I have to make sure that's in the schedule too. Okay. And I, I want my business, I want to be easy to work with. I want people just to push a button to work with me. So I'm working on my, my website. I'm just really getting things in order. Um, and I love doing this. This is the best part of it, the business part. I love it. Oh, and I love it for you. Thank you. You are, you are an amazing artist, very talented, 
You are friendly. You're so easy to talk to, as I know everybody listening can hear. Um, <laughs> so I know you're a dream to work with, and I can't wait to see what is next for you. If you can just tell the audience where they can find you. Absolutely. So anything that you want to know about myself, um, my fine art, my ear art, or the art studio, you can go to ebonylondon.com. Everything is there. Now, in regards to just seeing what's happening, um, I have three different Instagrams and Facebook pages. And I do that for a reason because this might be three different audiences. So okay. we have Ebony London Art Studio page, and that's everything that has to do with the studio, upcoming events, services, products, anything to do with the actual art studio. Um, then we have Ear Art by Ebony London. So that's everything Ear Art. You can see what I'm working on, what I just finished. Um, you can purchase Ear Art. You could do everything Ear Art on Ear Art by Ebony London pages. And then lastly, Ebony London Fine Art. Um, and that's all my fine art, pictures, videos, and my thoughts that I have as I, as I create art. I have these thoughts and I share it on the page, excuse me, that page as well. Oh. Um, different pages, um, but the website has everything all in one place. Okay. Okay. Good to know. And you know, I had a game. I said, we have time. I'm a squeeze in this game. We don't have any time, but I want you to come back. Will you come back? Absolutely. Oh, goodness. We've been on here for a minute, huh? Yes. Ebony, again, thank you for dropping by. Thank you for all of the gems that you dropped for us. Thank you for all of the encouragement and the inspiration that you have been throughout the community, but even here with us today. I'm sure it's something that you've said is going to touch somebody and help them. So thank you. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Okay. Bye, everybody.